0: Welcome to the Markets in Motion podcast, recorded May 14, 2020. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today we're talking about our latest thoughts on the outlook for the S&P 500. The big thing you need to know? We expect U.S. equity markets to stay choppy in the months ahead and another significant drawdown there's no change to our year-end S&P 500 target of 2750. Let's jump into some of the details. I think it's pretty well understood that the rebound we saw from late March through April was driven by the Fed and hope that the economy will bottom in 2Q. Investors have been eager to be present for the recovery since day one. But five of the six drivers we track for US equity market performance are currently negative, something I've never seen before. And so in this podcast, I want to walk through some of the biggest problems that we see in the market in our analysis. Number one, the news flow in May has gotten off to a rocky start. We've been tracking the path of the S&P 500 alongside major headlines on the virus, the economy, and reopening. It's made it pretty easy to understand why stocks rallied back in April. In March, we saw mostly bad news. In April, there was more good news than bad news. So far in May, it's looking just like March again, with mostly bad news coming through. Given how fragile this rally was, it's no surprise to me the market has started to lose momentum recently. Second, 2021 earnings forecasts are still way too high. Despite the fact that companies are increasingly expressing the view that it will take considerable time for the economy and business conditions to get back to normal, at 164, bottom-up 2021 sell-side forecasts for earnings are still in line with 2019's actual level of 165. On our own model, which bakes in a sequential rebound in GDP and 3Q and 3% plus real GDP growth throughout 2021, only anticipates S&P 500 EPS of 153 next year. The lofty estimates for 2021 matter a great deal to stock market direction. In the 2008-2009 drawdown, stocks were only able to put in a bottom once earnings forecasts stabilized. Number 3. Investor positioning and sentiment may be starting to take a bearish turn again. U.S. equities futures positioning on CFTC data has started to turn a little bit lower again in recent updates, and retail investor bearishness moved up in last week's update, hitting 52% again, which which was its high in March. This suggests to us that sentiment in both camps is starting to fade again. I continue to be bothered by the lack of capitulation on both of these indicators in March. The CFTC positioning data never got back to its 2016 lows, and AAII or retail bears never got back to financial crisis extremes of 60-70%. to 70%. Investors I've been speaking with have been clamoring to buy the recovery since the pandemic hit, and that all means that we never really baked in all of the bad news. Number four, valuations have become a problem again. On 2020 EPS, the S&P 500 has been trading around 22-23 times at recent highs, a bit above the high end of the range seen prior to the pandemic. On 2021 EPS, the S&P 500 has been trading around 19 times using our 153 forecast, well above its average since 2013. At the March 23rd trough multiple, the S&P 500 was trading at 14.6 times our 2021 EPS forecast, which was actually near the trough multiple of the 2018 growth scare and slightly above the trough multiple of the 2015-2016 industrial recession. It's fair to say that on 2021 EPS, a valuation opportunity briefly emerged in the market at the March 23rd low in the S&P, but it evaporated very quickly. Number five, the 2020 election is a key risk for stocks that could hit markets this summer. The main risk to monitor here for investors is the possibility that Trump will lose. The S&P 500's performance and expectations that Trump will win again in the betting markets have continued to move in lockstep with one another. In our investor survey, participants have consistently said that a Trump win is a bullish outcome for equity markets. Biden has generally been viewed as a neutral outcome for stocks, but a growing percentage have viewed him as a negative outcome for the market in recent quarters, suggesting sentiment may be shifting. Someone asked me recently what could cause the market to start to care about the election again. One thing I think we need to watch very closely is the VP selection process. Harris is the favorite for the VP nominee and the betting markets for Biden, but Warren has been at the top of the list in several recent political polls, an outcome we don't think the stock market would care for. Another thing to keep an eye on are the Senate races. Right now, data from independent political analysts on the Senate races suggests Republicans will probably hang on to at least 50 seats. But on a combined basis, Democrats and independents have a shot at also getting to 50 if they take all of the toss-up races. The Senate's gotten interesting again and is worth watching. I'll wrap up by saying there's no major change in how we're thinking about positioning within the equity market. On sectors, we continue to recommend a strategy of balance between defense, secular growth, and cyclical rebound plays, with overweights on utilities, healthcare, and industrials. We have reshuffled a few of our sector market weights and underweights, lifting communications services and materials to market weight, and lowering REITs to underweight. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to keep up with our latest thoughts, please reach out to your RBC representative or subscribe to our research on RBC Insight. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.